Happy Easter, everybody. Somebody say amen. Amen. Do you mind if we give Jesus a clap offering? Just clap it. Just clap. Amen. Amen. Thank you. I want to thank the Lord for bringing us to his presence this morning for the gift of the resurrection, for the power of the resurrection, for the glory of the resurrection. May he take all the glory and majesty and honor forever and ever. Amen. The resurrection of Christ is certainly not a merely historical event. It's far and beyond historical analysis. Christianity is not simply a great movement that happened in history. Christianity is far and beyond a movement. However, let's just start, permit, we'll begin with some analogical reasoning. One of the fundamental principles of great movements is breaking point and turning point. Breaking point and turning point. Think of any great movement in history. Even the American nation as an experiment. The nation we now call America. There was the Seven Years' War, where the British, of course, gained land from France and gained some land from the Indians. But they spent a lot of money on that war. And so to be able to recoup the money, they had to figure out how to start taxing. And uh, they're like, ah, these taxes, we don't know, we don't know. And then, of course, there was the tea tax. And the Sons of Freedom in Boston were like, we aren't going to take this anymore. Breaking point. Breaking point. And that breaking point galvanized Americans, and they declared independence. And there was the rise of a George Washington, and as people will say, the rest is now history. Or take America as an example. Fast forward. Americans were returning from the Second World War. And some of them were like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Over there, there was no segregation. How come we come home and we cannot feed freely and lodge in a hotel freely? And some people were like, ah, ah, ah. And there was a little woman called Rosa Parks who one day decided, I've had it, and I'm not going to stand up for anybody in this bus. Breaking point. And before you knew it, there was the boycotts all over the place, and suddenly there was the rise of a Martin Luther King Jr. And as people will say, the rest is now history. Amen. And we thank the Lord, America is better for it. The breaking point and the turning point. Just like Christianity, 
that has that historical flavor, there was a breaking point. All through the three years of Jesus, his ministry, there was this tension building and building up between the teachings of Jesus and the traditional teachings of the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the scribes. And it keeps building and building until it now gets to a breaking point. And they crucified him. They brought him to Pilate. Pilate said, look, I don't see anything wrong with this man. I don't see anything wrong in what you guys are accusing him of. So, well, he says he's king, and if he's king, then he's not a friend of Caesar. And Pilate was like, all right, I get it. You know what? I'm going to flog him, and I will just release him. He said, no, release Barabbas instead. Crucify him. Crucify him. And they did. Tortured him. Mocked him. Nailed him to the cross. And that was a breaking point. Historically, that should have been the end of the story. By historical analysis, that is where the story ends. That is the end of anything called Jesus of Nazareth. But where there is a breaking point, there is always a turning point. Somebody say amen. Where history stops, there the glory of God begins. And after three days in the tomb, the power of the Lord, the glory of the Lord, rose him from the dead and now bestows on him power, glory, honor, and majesty. And that's what we celebrate this morning. That is the core of our identity as Christians. The resurrection is the, the essence of our being as Christians. Fortunately, today is not the day to go into theological reflection. So let's skip all that and maybe pick it up at some other reflections. However, I'm not going to end without perhaps putting forward before us three lessons for Easter. Three things I want us to keep thinking about as we continue our Easter celebrations today. Number one, Jesus Christ is Lord. Number two, the Shalom. And number three, we are now hallelujah people. So the first one, that Jesus Christ is Lord, that is what the charisma, that's what Paul tells us, that Jesus is Lord and has the power and the glory has now been given to him so that all who believe we now have life and have it in abundance. That's the charisma. And we put aside all our theology books. It all really comes down to this one statement. When we take all these floral chasubles and all the other things, it really all comes down to one statement. 
that Jesus is Lord and he has power over your life and over my life. That Jesus Christ is king and now he reigns in our world. He reigns in your heart and he reigns in my heart. The kerygma. Jesus Christ is Lord. Second, the shalom. Notice what happens and the greetings of Jesus after the resurrection. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. The shalom is the greatest gift of the resurrection. The gift of peace. Peace in our hearts. Peace in our families. Peace in our nation. Peace in our world. And the scripture tells us that this is the kind of peace that the world cannot give. The peace Jesus gives us, the shalom that Jesus gives us, is the kind of peace that the world cannot give. That professional accomplishment will not give. That bodily sculpting, the C-Sparks, does not, yeah, it feels good if you can have it, but it doesn't really give. Let's keep naming them. This is the kind of peace that nothing, nothing in the material realm can give it to you. That's the shalom, the peace of the resurrection. That's the second message I want us to hold firmly. And finally, we are now hallelujah people. Hallelujah simply means praise the Lord. That's a statement that summarizes the mindset of a Christian. The fact that a Christian by its very worldview is a hopeful person. That a Christian by our essence and definition, we are now a happy people. We are an hallelujah people. You know, one of my favorite songs when it comes to hallelujah and being an hallelujah people is this one that says, Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future and life is worth the living just because he lives. And that's why we are an hallelujah people. The power of the resurrection. So let's summarize. What are the three things I want us to hold for our Easter message this morning? Number one, Jesus is Lord. Amen. 
Number two, the shalom. Open your heart to that peace. And finally, you are an hallelujah person. And so can I now hear the church say with me, hallelujah, everybody? Hallelujah. I didn't hear you. Hallelujah. hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. hallelujah. Happy Easter, everybody. God bless you.